The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. MSW Media. And now, here's the universe letting us know it really doesn't want us to have a promo from Pitbull. I was wondering if you'd do me one quick favor, say, hey, this is Pitbull, and you're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. Hello, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it's... Oh. It's official. What are we drinking? By the way, you dropped Dan out. Dunn? You dropped out for a second there. So you, you, your phone went out. Let's try it one more time. Stalio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. Play with it, darling. Yeah. <laughs> I think the universe does not want you to promote my show. Every time you do it, it keeps dropping out. No. But don't, don't worry about it, man. One more time, Gigo. We'll, we'll do one, more time. Try one, uh-huh. more time, one, yeah. one more time, Gigo. One more time. I'll try one more time, right? Here we go. I'm going to try one more time. Stay little chico, pet boom, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and it's official. You are listening to What Are We Drinking with Dan Dunn. You game, play with it. Yo! <laughs> That's good, man. Well, pour yourself a glass, sit for a spill. It's time to have some fun. Do a little thinking, some picking and a drinking. But this is what we're drinking with Dan Dunn. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you laughing about? What are you laughing about? Hey, everybody. I'm Dan Dunn. Welcome to the show. Coming up. In just a, a little bit, I'm going to be doing extended drinks of the week. That's right. It's been a rough couple of days, hours, weeks. We all need a drink. I'm not going to bring up why. We know why. Shit's happening around the world, and we should be quelling our exquisite inner pain with copious amounts of alcohol. And I'm going to be telling you some of the things, new stuff, and maybe some old stuff that you should be drinking. That's come up in a little bit. But first, oh my goodness it's so rare most of the time and you can tell because i i seem a little bit uh i don't know what's the word for it weird i'm uh, spend a lot of time in the studio alone first there was the pandemic then there was my crippling agoraphobia and then I just nobody really wants me to come out and see them so i spend a lot of time in the studio by myself but every once in a while someone comes to visit me and on this occasion that's right we've got somebody here today how excited I am playing with the soundboard today. Get ready. Uh, joining us here in studio in Venice Beach, California, all the way from the East Coast is what we're drinking's official Brooklyn correspondent. That's right. You never hear from him here. Usually he's in Brooklyn corresponding, but he's here today. Our old and dear friend, Scott Alexander. How are you, man? What's going on, Dan Dunn? I guess I drew the short straw. I have to actually be in the same room with you. You are you are here. 
and and uh, I'm glad to have you. You've been in town for a few days. What what brings you to the to the West Coast? I'm out here visiting friends and hanging out. That's amazing. That's amazing. And and any anything happen on your hang? Anything exciting to tell us about? Uh, I saw some college uh, friends that did some um, did some a little bit of drinking with those college friends out in Boulder, Colorado. We hit up the uh, hit up the old haunts. What do you do? You I mean, you've been in New York for a long time. Oh yeah, thirty years. How do you compare the drinking nightlife bar scene of New York City versus that of Los Angeles, where we are? There's now? no comparison. Los Angeles is wonderful. I'm a big fan, but it's not a really a drinking town because you guys have not figured out how to not uh, have to drive home. Or, or have Ubers. It's the long, the, even yeah. the long Uber rides. It takes the takes the fun I, out. I mean, you might have a long subway ride, but at least it's two fifty. True. You know, one good part is we don't have to worry about getting pushed in front of the subway when we're drunk. <laughs> There's that. It happens all. It happens a couple times a it's week. It's happened right? to me several times. <laughs> Scott has survived yeah. <laughs> several train strikes, uh, and not the kind where you're picketing. He got hit by trains. Explains That's a right. lot about you. Now, Scott. What we're going to talk about, we're going to jump right in today because... Well, we had an experience the other day that we're going to talk about. That's right. And, and, and it's an experience that is on top of numerous other experiences that I've had of late. Now, I have to say, I was in Boulder just a few days before, and we went out to eat a few times and had various waiters and wait staff, and it was, it was wonderful. They, were, they came over, they're very friendly, they're really service-oriented, they're like, they're working you know, for that tip. They want that, they want to make a good connection, good relationship, so that they're, they get paid, we feel really good about paying them, and it all feels good. But it felt a little different when I got here. Well, that's, that's the point of this episode. We're going to talk about tipping. Now, I'm going to go on record right off the bat and say... I consider myself a very generous I've, I've gone out drinking with you many times, and I can vouch for that. You are an extremely good t- – you're like, you're like an almost immoderate tipper. That's like, right. And, and, and I want to also say – You're trying to prove say, something? No, I also want to say up front, too, it's not like I'm a particularly nice guy. No. But I understand where my bread is buttered. That's so right. Speak. That's or, right. Or where my liver's, or where my liver's, uh, my liver's buttered. Liquid, liquided. Uh, my liver's buttered. <laughs> my liver's and liquidated. that's the bartenders and servers of the world. I, if there is anybody whose happiness translates into my happiness, right? I would even go so far as to say, I treat people in the service industry better than I treat. The women that I've had relationships it's, with, it's which is what, why I'm single. Well, it's so clear. Relationships are complicated. You never know what's happening. You never know who's supposed to do what. It's or you got to really think about it. No one's really saying exactly what you're supposed to pick up. But in a in a uh, server and client relationship, you're just like I know. We all know what's going on. You're going to serve me some stuff. I'm going to give you a really nice tip. It's going to go great. And uh, that was the norm. Clarity for the longest time. So let's start. Because there's so many places. But we'll start with what happened. Scott referenced yeah, what happened incident. the other day. The incident. There is a an establishment near me that I enjoy a lot, and I'm going to name it. I don't give a fuck. I'll name it. It's called Zinc or Zinke. Zinke, I think. Zinke. Yeah. And it is here in Venice Beach. It used to be. The, the former location was down on Venice Beach, uh, Venice Boulevard and Abbott Kinney. It moved a couple of years ago during COVID over to Lincoln Boulevard, for those of you that know the area. It's at Lincoln right near... Uh, 
rose in that area, general area. Yeah, so, Dan's not just going to name them. He's going to yeah, give you directions so you can yeah, fire and, and, So them. if you're coming down Sentinella, you want to make a right. <laughs> I would avoid Washington Boulevard. No, it's turning into the Californians. Um, okay, so I like Zinc a lot. It's one of my favorite uh, haunts to go, Zinke, to have some drinks. And I don't eat there all the time, but Scott and I had a meeting. We're important people, Hollywood types. We had a meeting the other day, a lunch meeting. And uh, with some with some Hollywood power players, let me just say that. And um, we go to lunch, where, as far as I knew, for as long as I've been going to Zinke, you would sit down and a, a, a nice server would come up and and they would serve you. Yes, they would be your. Well, server first they take lunch. your order, then they go back to the kitchen. They make the food and they, they don't make it, but they go tell the people and they come out and they serve you. Yes. Now they have adopted a new system of doing business that has happened elsewhere around here and this is what i find very troubling so well i walked up and i thought oh this is just one of those places where the menu is not a paper menu it's i would do with my phone and i like i prefer a paper menu but i walked up i was like that's fine little qr code menu fine i scan the qr code and what do i find an ordering system an ordering system that's correct on which you put in what you want and tell them Everything like you don't have, and no one's telling you anything about the food. No yeah. one's giving you, you offering you tips forward yet. description under each thing. Yeah. yeah, and so once you're done with that, now nothing's happened. You haven't been served. Nothing's come out. You haven't tried the food. Then pops up. How much would you like to tip? And the tip options are the same tip options that you would have if you had a server: eighteen percent, twenty, twenty-two, twenty-five, or other. Yeah. So the sin, as, the sin here being that they're. That, before you get the food, you're charged for the food. So they want you to choose your food and pay for it before they bring it out to you, which right. I guess. But that's when they're going to extract the tip, and that's where you're supposed to tip. And the weird part was we're sitting at a table. We haven't talked to a single person. We haven't literally had glasses of water put out. There's literally nothing on the this metal table sitting outside. And they're like, you want to tip me? Yeah. Nothing had happened. I mean, I'm there for 10 minutes, and you know what I'm thinking? What the hell's going on? I mean, what the hell is going on? Sorry, Scott. I just don't get to play with the soundboard as much as I used to. Uh, so I'm there. Yeah, exactly right. And then I see water bottles. So I basically got up and went and got my own water bottle. Uh, oh, no, you didn't. You you, oh, you stopped a, a server and said, hey, uh, can we get some water? And he said, yeah, it's right over there. It's right over there. <laughs> you definitely can get some. You can get it. You can it's get over it. there. But this is the insanity is. So essentially, nothing's changed in terms of. The financial aspect of it. The food was pricey, okay? I, I got a panini, a ham and cheese panini with french fries, and no drink, just water, and that was $18? Uh, well, plus before tax, yeah. Yeah, and then plus tip, and I can't bring myself to not tip, so I ended up giving the 20% tip, so it's a almost $4 tip on top of this. Well, with tax and tip, it's about 25 bucks. Yeah. For a sandwich. But I'm not getting any service right it was self-serve but i'm still being asked to do the thing that we've always done which is tip the servers well you're also being asked to do the thing that you don't usually do which is get your own water get my own water get okay. your own silverware get your own. the guy <laughs> came up serve so, and and you're tipping and they're doing this I, I referenced this earlier they're doing this all over la so essentially the food runner is a you what you have is you have a food runner slash bus boy who comes out or bus woman, but I'm not going to gender it. Whatever the fuck, okay? Bus so, person. Bus person. So they're, but it's all guys. In the, in this case, it was all guys. And they bring out the food, 
They drop the food. They leave. No one ever comes back to the table right. and says, "Do you need anything?" In fact, Scott needed some. Uh, you needed some salt, right, or something. Yeah. And you had to flag someone down because no one is going to ask you, "Are you enjoying your meal? Right. Would you like anything else?" I and and which, if I'm paying eight dollars for a sandwich, I understand. Yeah, it's a picnic, right? But I'm paying $25 for the sandwich. Like, I'm in a restaurant. It's a restaurant. There's a bar. There's a whole thing. It's not a picnic. Yeah. So the reason I didn't get a drink and I got water was because I was, like, kind of in the mood for an Arnold Palmer. And I I looked at the Arnold Palmer. It was $6. Okay? This is a... This is lemonade and iced tea. Which is not... You know, in a fancy restaurant, those are the prices you're going to find. That's not surprising. What's surprising is to be in what seems to be a fancy restaurant based on a $6 Arnold Palmer where there's no service at all, and yet you're supposed to tip on top of this out- outrageous price. And, and, my, and my fear with ordering the Arnold because Palmer was- Because it's an $8 Arnold Palmer once you tip. Once you tip. And, and here's the thing. I would have done that, because in a normal restaurant with a server, at least the server's going to come up and refill your Arnold Palmer. In yeah. this case, if I get an Arnold Palmer, which I'm going to almost fucking guarantee is going to be a, a big full glass of ice yeah. with a little bit of iced tea and you're lemonade. Like in it. three ounces of Arnold If Arnold I Palmer. want more- I've got to go on. I've got to pull my fucking phone. Sorry, I'm yeah. saying fuck a lot. I got to pull my phone out and I got to go back into this app and I got to order another $6, $8 after tip Arnold Palmer. So now I'm $16 in on Arnold Palmer's and I've probably had about eight ounces well, of fluid. It's about $2 an ounce for that Arnold Palmer, you know, if, once you get the <laughs> ice in there. Crazy. So, and that's about what you pay for vodka in Poland. So, oh my God. There's that. So, anyway, very uh, unsatisfying situation and also also the weird part artifact of this was we're you said we're going out to lunch with these people etc this is a lunch that typically you know dan and i would have been taken out to lunch and in this case no everyone sat down everyone had their own phone everyone ordered and paid for their own meal and it was like we're kind of like eating solo there's something nice about the community this isn't about tipping but the the fact that the bill wasn't together was somehow made us all in our sort of separate streams in a weird way well, okay, and you're absolutely right. So let's say the the producer that we met with wanted to take care of lunch. So how would that look? So I guess we all have to get on our apps on and look phone. if we want and then tell her what right. we want so she can put it into her phone. Yeah. So it's all on one bill. So now you're you're at I'm we're working on putting in the food rather than talking about what we came there to talk about. We didn't come there. She doesn't want to know my thought process of whether I want a panini or this or this and this and, and go through the sides and do you want extra cheese? We're performing the job of the server and we're paying for that. We're, yes. we're tipping somebody. I don't know who it is. I don't know where that tip's going, but it's going somewhere for the job that we did. And I joked with you yesterday and I know, and I don't think we're too far away from the point where you're going to go into a quote unquote nice place and they're going to go, yeah, get online, figure out what you want and then get in the back and cook it. You dumbass. <laughs> we can't be paying these you'll cooks. You'll find the chicken uh, halfway down in the walk-in. <laughs> and, and Scott, another thing that comes up, this is probably the most troubling aspect of it. Okay. Forget it. We had it. Okay. It cost us a few extra bucks, but the most troubling aspect is where did all those servers go? Right. They're all gone. They're, yes. Because there used to be, when I'd go in there and it's busy, there's probably 15, 10 to 15 servers. It's a big place. Yeah. They're all gone. There are no jobs for them. So where did they go? And and what happens when this starts taking off? And it already is. I can, I'm not going to name them all, but there's three or four places in Venice that were very popular places that have already adopted this. Yeah. 
And I can't imagine that this isn't going to well, catch it's, on. It's another way to squeeze margins. And, you know, after COVID, a lot of restaurants had a really hard time. I don't want to downplay that. Like, it was an incredibly hard time to be in the restaurant business, and everyone needed labor, and people couldn't find servers and all this other stuff. Very, very difficult time. But the answer this place seems to have come up with was, don't have servers and extract the same amount of tip and that's going who knows where. Um, pr- I guess, you know, at least some of it, I hope, went to the actual busboys who were uh, dropping the food. But um, it is it is bizarre. It's it's uh, taking people out of the equation and yet still taking the same amount of money. That's it. And that that is really the that special feeling you get when you go out for a nice meal has been greatly diminished because I'm spending most of my time. You, you make a connection with a server. Like you have a ser- like when you have a really, sometimes you just have a regular, it doesn't, you know, maybe some you of us even connection. flirt with them, Scott. Not, right. I'm not saying you do, but well, I, I certainly, I flirted do. with several of those guys, yes. but I mean, it was, that was my own business. Yeah, I know. The, but the, there's something about it. It's like a community feeling. It's a feeling of being to get you together with your friends. You're all together on the same bill. You meet a stranger who does awesome crap for you? Who like is like, hey, can I do something awesome? You know what's really great in this menu? The Brussels sprouts are unbelievable. And also, we have this great craft cocktail if you want to try. It. Hey, can I get you guys some drinks? That's basically the first thing they ask you. Like, this is awesome. You meet the stranger. He's like, how about some drinks? And you're like, fuck yeah. And then you know, uh, you get the drinks, and you're like, it, what? It, by the end of the thing, you're like, kind of micro friends with the server, and that's gone. That makes me sad. That's gone. And. And and they're asking you to tip ahead. It's it, it's tipping ahead of time is it's bizarre. So you know, crazy. The, the idea concept. of like I don't I have no idea what level of service I'm going to get, and I'm going to tip before I know that information. That's crazy. Crazy. But it also reminds me of it's basically part of the same trend where you go the e-commerce trend where now we're all you know we don't go into stores anymore. We order everything online. And if you have ever tried to contact customer service, Amazon's a great example of this. There's no phone number. You can't call someone up and get someone on the phone. It's all like fill out a form. Do, 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 do. It's all use an app. Blah 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 blah. They've basically taken that same principle and applied it to the restaurant, and that's disgusting. Yeah. Uber. You ever you ever have a problem with Uber? Try to get try to yeah, get your Uber a, issue resolved. You're not getting a person. On they the phone. intentionally drag this shit out. Like I think I told you about this quick little tangent here. Uh, uh, maybe a, a while back, I, my my cousin was in town, and we went out and. Uh, went to have some drinks at a place here in Venice and then decided to come home, you know, early night, get an Uber. Everything seemed fine. Talk to the guy, get back to, you know, and we had a nice buzz going, but we weren't, sure. we weren't certainly weren't fall down drunk or anything like that. And we get back to the house. And, um, uh, then the next day, I just happened to notice an email that said something about a, an additional charge. And I, I don't even think at the time I looked at, it. I kind of glanced over, it, but then something told me, let me go back. And I look at it. And it says I'm being charged, I think it was $250? $250. dollars $250 cleaning fee for the Uber. <laughs> well, and look, I, I say, wait a minute, what? To be fair, you do leave a trail of slime <laughs> where you go. <laughs> I'm like Jabba the Hutt when I go. So I write them and I ask, what the hell is this about? And maybe a day later, I get an email back that says, um, the driver said we threw up in the car. We vomited. You in the fouled car. my vehicle, sir. We were drunk and we vomited in the car. Now, keep in mind, this was a, I don't know, six minute ride from yeah. where we were to my house. You didn't have time. I gave the guy five stars. Well, you vomit, it takes at least 10 minutes. I tipped the guy. Right. So I, I write them back and I said, well, that didn't happen. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. And 
no, we didn't vomit in the car. And uh, if we did, why didn't he? I'm trying to work it out. Like, why wasn't he upset at the time? At the time, wouldn't if if someone vomited in my car, I would have been like, I would have immediately. Hey, why did you vomit in my car? You would have said something. Oh yeah, yeah. So I said, uh, I wrote back, and and then they said, I said, is there any? Do you have any proof of this? Or is it just you know, we just say we vomited. So they send a photo back. Now oh, this yeah. was uh, yeah, this showed was, me this photo. Yeah, this this is was crazy. like a Toyota Camry or something. So it's two seats in the back, and there's two of us. And the photo that he sent back was a non It was just a photo of the one seat in the back of a, any, could have been any car. And in the middle of the seat, there was like a black stain that looked like- It was like an oil ink. slick. It looked like ink or like a squid ink or an oil slick. Exactly. It didn't look like it came out of a person. And it was right in the middle of the seat. Nothing was smeared. It could have been a pen. It looked a lot like a right, pen. Sure. And- and so they oh, he, send me your this. Pen that vomited. In the so car. I wrote back and I said, "Is this? I, I should have brought the email up, but I'll just I'll do it off the." I was like, "Is this a joke?" Okay, let's just say that this happens to be from his car. First off, I should probably be on my way to the hospital right now because if whatever is on that seat <laughs> came out of my if body, that's my vomit. Yeah, if that's I'm my, in real trouble. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Right? It's like <laughs> so. So I was okay. So let's assume that. In fact, I might just go to the hospital in case. Yeah. So tr- let's try to work out the physicality of this. In order to vomit on that seat and not get any of us, one of us either must have crawled onto the floor yeah. between the front seat and the back and then went, yeah. and then after, somehow after got after out. having one of those ink martinis you always like. So. Yeah, exactly. And being so drunk that I couldn't even make it home six minutes without holding that puke. Then... Then what happens? So then we get out of the car. I managed to puke and not smear any of it. It's this perfect little circle of black. Yeah. And then I get out of the car. I give the guy a five-star rating. I tip the guy. Meanwhile, he does nothing. He he is either he didn't know that I, I hunched over the seat and managed to puke in this incredible way and get it. Yeah. Well, the, the key thing is that once they got the 250 charge removed that you went back. I hope you went back and gave him, you know, 10% of that because he, he saved you $225. So complete bullshit. And this is what we're dealing with in this day and age. Now we're going to take a quick break. And then I want to come back with, uh, with Scott quickly to talk about what I, where I think the origin, where this started to go wrong. Friends, you've probably heard me talk about how much I love fresh Victor cocktail mixers on this podcast and on the Adam Carolla show. But what you've definitely not heard me do before is sing about how much I dig Fresh Victor. Until now. That's right. I wrote and recorded a Fresh Victor jingle. Want to hear it? Here it goes. I made my girlfriend Susie a drink with Fresh Victor. She gave it a try and she was glad that I picked her. The ingredients are all natural. There's nothing artificial. Their solar-powered juicing plant is totally beneficial. To the planet. Pretty rad tune, right? I was so excited when we finished recording it that I sent it over right away to Fresh Victor's Chief Mixology Officer, H. Joseph Airman. Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Dan, it's H. I listened to that Fresh Victor jingle that you wrote, created. Wow. Uh, Call me. See? He loves it too. Speaking of loving it, 
Does Fresh Victor ever have a great deal for you, my listeners? Simply go to FreshVictor.com, fill up your shopping cart, and at checkout, enter promo code FVDAN20. That's Fresh Victor Dan 20 to get 20% off your order. Again, I'm talking about pure deliciousness here in a variety of tantalizing flavors at a discounted price. Now's the time to treat yourself to the very best mixers on the market, and that's Fresh Victor. Recently, we did a podcast all about tequila with Phil Rosenthal, host of the hit Netflix series Somebody Feed Phil and a man known for having great taste. Out of all the tequilas we tried, Nosotros Madera Tequila Añejo was Phil's clear favorite. Don't believe me? Here's a clip. And I think of everything we've tried today, we've been through them all. My winner today yes. is Nosotros. That'll teach you not to believe me. Nosotros Tequila was founded by Costa Rican immigrant Carlos Soto and his partner, Michael Arbonis. In their first year, Nosotros Blanco won double gold and best tequila at the top spirits competition in the world, the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Nosotros Madera Tequila Añejo is aged in white oak barrels for 21 months. It's certified 100% additive-free, so all of the incredible flavors are from their signature blend of Highland and Lowland Agave and their distilling aging process. You can find Nosotros Signature Black and White Label, look for the toucan, at all liquor stores or online at nosotrostequila.com. I love Nosotros. Phil Rosenthal loves Nosotros. So what are you waiting for? Get in on the love. Get yourself some Nosotros and get it now. Hi, everybody. This is Phil Rosenthal, and you're listening to What We're Drinking with Dan Dunn. And what I'm drinking is all this. Can you see? All right, we're back. And uh, so, Scott, I think this, where this really became an issue was during the pandemic. Because sure. early in the pandemic, when we couldn't go anywhere, right. the people that were delivering food were certainly... A hero might be a term that gets tossed around too often, but you know they were on the front line. They were lines. essential to the to what little lives we had uh, being any in any way decent. Yes, and there was probably a moment, a kumbaya moment, when I thought this is really cool. What's happening here? But I also the cynic in me very well, and quickly, it's a shame that they're probably at a higher risk than the rest of us. But yes. you know, but the cynic in me almost just as quickly thought. Someone's stepping in and they're going to gouge the fuck out of us and they're going to capitalize on this misery and pain that everybody's feeling. And sure enough, that was the DoorDashes and the Postmates right. and the Uber Eats of the world who quickly went from being heroes to hucksters. You know, it was right. like it, it, it went. Well, there was a big expose of them that they were stealing all the tips from the drivers. That and charging exorbitant fees to the restaurant so if, if you were if, oh, yeah. during the height of pandemic if you ordered something say a hundred dollar order from a restaurant uber was keeping 30 percent. that's not exaggeration 30 percent off the top of that that was their charge because they knew the restaurants had no choice right and you're and you're not getting charged that but the restaurant is getting charged that which sort of forces the restaurants to raise their prices exactly right and then if you, I mean, anybody, I'm not telling anybody who's ordered food anything they don't know, but then you start looking, then you've got service charge. Always misleading because it's not really a fucking service yeah. charge. It's not going to the service. It's going to Uber. 
then you've got calif- whatever out here. It's like this fee and the, the workers compensation fee, you know, and then your tip. And again, you're tipping ahead of time. All of this is happening before you've eaten any food. Yeah. Had your food delivered, determine how long it's taken for you. So why, what in the hell is the incentive for them to hurry up when they've already, I've ordered pizzas were cost a pizza, one pizza by the time we got through was $50. And that's not an exaggeration. $50 to get a pizza. So that it's coming. And then look, if they took a long time, I guess your only recourse would be to go in and subtract money from the driver, the tip. But, that makes you feel really good inside. It makes you feel like a good yeah, And again, at the end of the day, okay, now I'm hurting this driver who maybe maybe the driver sucked, but in, but no who's not getting hurt was Uber. No, that's You can't fine. take any money away from them. Nor can you get them on the phone. You can't get them on the phone. They're not refunding. So as an answer to that, Scott, what I determined I would do was I would stop using these apps because, and oh, yeah. mainly because- You can't because, do that either though. That's well, the thing. They've it, hollowed it out now. So now that they've created that market- you call, the, you say, okay, you know what? I'm not going to use Uber Eats. I'm going to call the restaurant directly. The restaurant no longer has delivery people because so many people are coming in through the app that it doesn't make sense for them to carry the even more cost of, of paying a delivery guy. So they just now have outsourced it all to Uber Eats. So most of the time, you can't even order at all unless you use Uber Eats. Unless you do what, or I, or unless you do what I was doing, which is I'll go pick it up. I will get oh, off my ass. That's and I, psycho. That's a crazy person's response. <laughs> it is. But this was my thinking. I'm going to save the restaurant a lot of money. Because Dan Dunn saves the restaurants. Let's go back to that same $100 order. Now, instead of ordering it through one of these services, I go get it. The restaurant gets to keep all of the money. I'm a hero. You're the hero now. Look look who just became the hero. Look who just became Shocker. <laughs> Stand done in a story by Dan. Oh, behave. Don't pick on me, Scott. All right. So I decide I'm going to go pick the food up. And in this case, it was a Thai, a local Thai restaurant. And I, this is what set everything in motion. I go to the Thai restaurant. I order my food and I go over and I pick it up. And when I get there, here it comes. That iPad slides it in my face to settle my bill. And there it is. 18, 20, 22%. So I say to the guy, excuse me, what's the tip for? Like I'm picking it up. Yeah. And he said, uh, he said, oh, it's the service. You know, it's the service. And he kind of waves his hand. It's his service. And I said, well, what's the service? Like, what's the service? Well, the, for, for a long time, the rule of thumb on delivery, and I don't know if this is the case anymore, but it was that you don't pay, you know, you pay 20% in restaurants and you pay probably 10% for delivery. That was, that was the rule of thumb in New York City. And I typically will pay that also if I'm going into a place to pick it up. I'll give them a tip, about 10%. But they turn that iPad around and they got the presets start at 18% and go up to 30 But then, what Unless you push t- custom tip. But you just said, Scott, 20% for service, 10%, that's the baseline for delivery. Neither of those things happened. I got up. I went there. Right. I saved them $30 on the $100 order. Why am I tipping? And I said to the guy, I go, you're disincentivizing right. me coming here. In the age of the apps deliveries, you're saving them money. I'm saving money. So now there was a bit of a language barrier too. It's IRS, oh, right? But what I was trying, the point I was trying to get across to him. This was the, this was the place to take your stand. <laughs> exactly. Probably the wrong place. Cause he's looking at me like, and then I said, 
he said, kept saying service. And I said, well, are they getting the money? The guys, uh, yeah, he kind of not. And I knew it. And I said, where's the manager? And he said, he was the manager. I go, you're the manager. So you don't know if you're tipping the kitchen, whatever. So what ended up happening was I left a tip and then I thought, fuck it. I'm just going to go back to my house. And from now on, I'll just order. Uh, Why would I get up and go? The added advantage of taking the stand when you did is you got some really interesting stuff in your food that you weren't aware of. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. And that is scary too. Like I worry about that when I get the delivery because when you order from the delivery services now, they know what the tip is. And we talked about this, uh, you and I off the air, so one of the tricks that people do to get their food quicker is they offer the maximum tip. So oh, the driver yeah. sees that. But you can alter the tip after the food's been delivered. Yeah. So apparently that's a way that they screw the drivers is, you know, you give the $10 tip, they deliver the food, then you go back in and you say, I didn't like the service, and you give a $2 tip. And- right. But this is that's something that uh, dickholes do. But the... The really messed up thing is like in this situation, everyone is getting screwed in some way. Like the restaurant's getting screwed. The delivery person's getting screwed. You know, everyone's getting screwed. And so their incentive becomes they've got to screw you in any way they possibly can. And so they they probably didn't come into this wanting to like gouge you or nickel and dime you in any way. But what's their better option? Like they're just going to not be able to be in business. Well, that brings us to the solution, Scott. I don't have any. What are you, what are yours? Oh, How do we get out oh, of this? Thanks, Dan. All right. Wait, wait, well, wait. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. Just to bring it back to drinks. This is this is a drinking show, right? Sometimes. All right. So <laughs> the the other app thing. Do you deal with any of the apps? Do you have any app uh, booze app sponsors that I should be careful of? If we do, this will all be cut out. Uh, no, we're good. <laughs> okay. No drizzly those, or anything. Yeah, those drizzly shit. apps and all those other apps that they they can you know they bring you liquor. It's one thing to pay you know a company like Amazon to sell you something. They're a store. It's another thing to have Uber Eats or DoorDash or whatever to get you food because it's actually a discovery thing in the app. What are the restaurants near me? And I got to go through these apps anyway to get delivered. But when it comes to liquor stores, all that Drizzly and those other ones are doing is connecting you to a liquor store. So when you go into their app, they then say, oh, here's the liquor store that's nearest you. Here's what they have in stock because they have to pick from what that place has. Basically, what they've just done is tell you what your closest liquor store is. Almost every liquor store still has delivery people. And so if you call the liquor store directly, you're going to get you know the thing. But all they're doing, it feels to me even less service than what you get in the food apps is what you get in those booze apps are so egregious. Because this is, you're not, you, you might want to eat from 20 different restaurants on 20 different days. You're not going to want to order from 20 different liquor stores in 20 different days. It's the same freaking store. And that, please, the relationship you have with your local liquor store owner that is a sacred and important relationship, and they are trying to kill it. They're literally driving us to drink. It's driving me to drink. Okay. Well, here, Scott, we're all fired up, so I want to try. I've just invented a new segment in my mind Ooh, right now. It's exciting. called It's called Soundboard with Scott. Oh. I'm going to create a bumper for that. A producer, create a soundboard. Create one right now. It's Soundboard for Scott, and we're going to stick that in later. Beneath his stormy surface flowed the warm tide of compassion and kindness. What the hell's going on out here? Okay. I'm going to go into the soundboard. I'm going to place just random sounds that I have in the soundboard. And you just, re- you just react to them in any way you want, Scott, because you're a clever man. Here we go. Let's do this. One. We'll start with this. I will look for you. <laughs> I will find you. 
and I will kill you. This, I think, is the father of uh, the last woman you dated. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. All right, let's go. Here we go. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world, she walks into mine. And I said, Peekaboo! <laughs> You're batting a thousand. All right, here we go. Why don't you go back to your home on Whore Island? <laughs> oh, now Why let's you hear go back to your home on Whore Island. <laughs> Keep you know, going. Why don't you not... go back to your home on Whore Island? I, I didn't know you had uh, bugged the, uh, my house when I was getting my divorce. I love this segment. This is my new favorite segment. All right, hold on. Uh, oh, I got one that I think you'll you'll geek out on here. No, I am your father. No, it's not true. That's impossible. Search your feelings. You know it to be true. Okay, what do you got? That's a kid trying scotch for the first time. (laughs) No, it's not true. (laughs) Search your feelings. (laughs) All right, uh, keep it rolling. Hold on. Say hello to my little friend. (laughs) That's Scott when he meets a woman. Oh, God. That's right, my tiny, tiny friend. (laughs) At least he's my friend. Yes. All right. Hold on. Let go. This is this game is going. I'm digging this one. We're going to be bringing you out more often for this. Okay. You ready? Yep. You clearly don't know who you're talking to. So let me clue you in. I am not in danger, Skylar. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. All right, Scott. Kind of let the panting play out. <laughs> God. Um, I got nothing. I'm striking out. On got no, all right. Yeah. Well, wait. You're saying got nothing? No, God, please, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fine. We're gonna bring out the big guns. It says here you work as a wedding singer. I was. <laughs> How many ended in divorce? If I were you, I'd phone up the war department, volunteer your services, because you've just invented a new form of torture. I'll give you a tip for future auditions. Don't. I don't mean to be unkind, but you have one of the worst singing voices possibly in Miami. This is what happens to me every karaoke night. <laughs> well, you are in a band. I am you, in a band. You don't do any singing, though. I band. do. I sing backup vocals. Do you really? Yeah. Would you say you're it's a, a It's a ska punk band, so it's more... Background shouts. It's a lot of shouting in a ska band. I got. I think I got one more for you. Here we go. Or two more. That's tomorrow. And that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a... I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. <laughs> do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> Fucking thing sucks. I think this was your last uh, live show. That's tomorrow, that... and that is it for us today. Again. That was my last show at the stand. Yeah, last show at the stand uh, kind of went down that way. 
<laughs> oh my god! Uh, all right, very quickly. I'm sorry. Now I can't. Now I can't help myself. I'm gonna go in uh, right here. The greenskeeper. Hopefully, within six years, that's my my schedule. But I, I'm studying a lot of this stuff, so I know it. You know, like uh, so I know it. <laughs> you know, chinch bugs. You know, chinch bugs. You know, manganese. A lot of- what do you know about chinch bugs, Scott? We're uh, gonna leave it with that. Kentucky bluegrass is my. That's the one? Yeah. All right, fuck it, then we'll go one more. I don't like you because you're dangerous. That's right. Nice, man. I am dangerous. Would you say I'm dangerous, Scott? I would say this is, that's, you're more in the Pee Wee Herman kind of category. Uh, Rest in peace, but there's things about you that I wouldn't understand. Things I couldn't understand. (laughs) Things I shouldn't understand. Well, did we solve the tipping problem? Because I feel like we've been doing this for 40 minutes. Oh, this minutes. is solved. You got it down? We don't yeah. have any... Do we have any solutions? What? Didn't we already talk about that? Well, I mean like... I mean like... <laughs> no, I mean like we have no real... solutions. We have no solutions. This is a tide that is like flowing over us. The economic incentives are totally screwed. They're all the way upside down. The places can't get servers because you can't really criticize these restaurants for trying to squeeze a few more dollars out of something. And the way they're doing it is by getting rid of waitstaff. Does that suck? Yes. Does it mean they should raise prices? Does it mean that it's going to be more of a premium experience to go out to dinner? Probably. Like to go to a place that actually has servers in the classic traditional way that you always had them. It's either the places that can't afford these fancy systems like diners or very fancy restaurants that are pricing all that into your meal or your bar tab. So the world will solve it, but will you and I make it go back in time? Is this, can Dan Dunn yell at a cloud for long enough that the wheels of time go backwards? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Oh, we're fucked, man. Well, the thing is, the, the, the beautiful thing that can, I don't think can be taken away is that sitting at the bar with a bartender behind it. Always have a bartender that's behind the bar. I go, oh, no, you don't I'm wrong. Think, you don't think robots robot, are coming. It's coming. No, robots 100. are coming. There's right. even bars that have already done this where they you can order and they have machines that just yeah. fr- parcel out the drinks. Oh, it's God. coming. It's all coming. It's done. We're fucked, man. We're fucking fucked. We shall never surrender! I like people. That's my, that's my problem. Hey, friends. Dan... Jumping in here quickly. I'm coming at you actually a few days after I did that interview with Scott. And I know at the top of the show, I promised you an extended drinks of the week, but life is intervening. Quickly, I've been dealing with a pretty serious eye issue the last uh, two, three months. I've had several uh, laser eye surgeries trying to repair some retinal damage that I have. And normally that would be the worst thing going on, but it isn't. Unfortunately, the worst thing going on is my poor, beloved Boona, my 12-year-old dog, is having a lot of leg issues. And I've been taking her to various specialists trying to get things done, and the pain that she's in is causing her not to eat, and all sorts of problems. Sacks of fluid popping up. Again, the aforementioned appetite, loss of appetite. So anyway, this morning, I got up with the intention of recording a Drinks of the Week to fold into this episode, and there's another problem with Boona, and I have to take her in shortly to see the vet again. Now, the good news is I don't think that this is life-threatening, at least at this point. I hope not, because 
I will be an absolute fucking mess. I've had this dog since she was three months old and she's 12 now. And I don't know that I love anything in the world more than Buna. But um, so no drinks of the week this week. Uh, hopefully next week I'll be back with one um, for you. But I didn't want you to think I was the type of person that would dangle a beloved segment such as drinks of the week and then not deliver on it. And so I letting you know why now very quickly back to me and scott wrapping up the show well on that happy note we'll go out with coolio because i know scott loves it i want to thank scott alexander our, our oh, hell yeah. chief brooklyn correspondent for coming brooklyn. all the way out here brooklyn in the uh, i want to thank you i don't know what we just did there but uh, you know <laughs> i'm having a rough uh life some coherence will, will emerge. I'll, we're going to edit the shit out of that. Oh, but, hell yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going good. Uh, I invite you to follow me at the Imbiber on Instagram. Also, the podcast has its own Instagram. It, it, it doesn't update it a lot. It's fucking lazy, this podcast. It's WWD underscore podcast. Scott is not on social media. No. Which is why he's so much calmer than uh, I am. That's uh, why. Ha- much happier man. You are. But uh, always great seeing you, my man. And we look forward to having you back on the show soon. Hell yeah. Until then... Take care of your servers. <laughs>